Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is drive time. Elliot Danker, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian with you. It's now time for Market View, where we will be talking about K drama. Uh, I know you're excited about yes. that. And somehow Tim is involved. <laughs> <laughs> because I've started watching K drama in English. So it's in the English dub. I watch the English dub. Wow. You should watch the original. Yeah. I know I should. It's a great way to um, learn another language. I, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I can say Kamza Hamnida. Kamza. Let's do this right now and uh, get a recap of how we started the day. Closing bell. Well, Singapore shares opened lower today after U.S. Central Bank affirmed that more interest rate hikes are likely ahead because inflation still runs high. So in an early trade, the Straits Times Index was down 0.1% to 3,221 points after some 30 million securities changed hands in the broader market. Now let's take a look at the closing numbers. The benchmark STI closed down 0.04%. We're looking at 3,222 points. In terms of value, Turnover that's 945 million Sing dollars. Now, gainers trailed losers 169 versus 191. Top advances Great Eastern DBS and JMH USD, and top decliners New Incorporation USD, Venture Core, and OCBC. Now, in terms of companies to watch, we do have DBS and OCBC for you after the MAS imposed composition penalties totaling 3.8 million Sing dollars on DBS, OCBC, Citibank and insurer Swiss Life Singapore for money laundering rule breaches uncovered in a wire card probe. Now elsewhere, investors continue to digest Fetcher Drone Pass' hawkish tone. And meanwhile, from Netflix outlining its 2.5 billion US dollars South Korean bet on the K-drama mania, more corporate news on the cards today. So for more market moves and views, let's speak to Terence Wong, CEO of Azure Capital. Terence, welcome to the show. Hey, Tian Tian. Hey, so Terence, let's start with the Singapore stock market as usual. How did the STI fare today and how are markets reacting to Drone Pass' semi-annual testimony to the Congress? Well, STI closed just about flat with a... And I think that this is a great achievement considering that most markets are closed in the red, right? Mm. Uh, China, Hong Kong, uh, they are closed today, but the other regional markets were down uh, with major US indices uh, closing lower and that's for the third consecutive session. Um, that uh, doesn't like work well for, for global indices. And there's really nothing to uh, inspire confidence in the Asian markets today, especially after mm. what uh, Powell said in his testimony yesterday, right? Congress, mm. uh, that more hikes are actually needed. As a result, the odds of the Fed taking in July now, I think has like uh, gone up a little bit. Uh, there are a couple of stories that play this week. Uh, for one, there's China's stimulus, which has yeah. been a disappointment. Uh, there's a hotter-than-expected UK inflation data uh, that came out yesterday, and that prompted worries about more persistent price pressures in Europe. Then uh, there's also the general hangover of higher interest rates, uh, taking its toll on credit conditions and weighing on the economic outlook for the year. And with global growth not able to rely on China, uh, we know we've been banking on them. Uh, perhaps things, you know, aren't exactly optimistic. Uh, or overall, I mean, it could just be the mm. fact that you know, things could be very, very simple. It could mm. be uh, uh, some valuations or it could be because the markets have run up so much, you know, over the last couple of months, 
uh, that you know it is finally trying to take a breather. All right, Terence. Uh, could we turn our attention to the banking sector, especially with regard to those penalties imposed on uh, several major banks for money laundering rule breaches uncovered in this Wirecard probe? It is back. Tell us more. Well, just um, I mean, it, the the fines have been. I mean, there, there's been some talk about the fines, but the fines are not exactly that big to to actually have an impact on the banks. Mm. Uh, the monetary penalties. Is a mere fraction. I, I believe that the fines, like what Tintin uh, was talking about, right, $3.8 million. Yeah. Uh, and that's across four large financial institutions, uh, namely DBS, OCBC, City, and Swiss Life. DBS was the biggest one. Yeah. Uh, that's $2.6 mm-hmm. million. Uh, but that's really just a rounding error when it comes to, to DBS. So um, uh, in terms of, I, I think, uh, in, in terms of the monetary hit, it is... Uh, not significant at all. So that's why you can see two of the the three banks actually uh, rising today. And um, but in optically, I I don't think it's a major issue. Also, mm. like uh, the, what what the CEOs could do is like what they did and just come out and tell the the public that you know they'll be more careful in the future. Terence, let's talk about some of the regional headlines uh, today. SoftBank Group's Vision Fund is preparing to start another round of layoffs. Also this week, we heard about uh, Grab and Uber and other PE funds as well. What is the situation like uh, when it comes to layoffs? Well, I, I, I think if you look at what has been happening uh, before last year, right, the few years before that, uh, it was really growth at all costs. Uh, and but, but I think that uh, while it has been prevalent, uh, VCs were a lot more cautious um, the last past one year, about past one and a half years. Uh, in the in the, before that, you know, they were pouring billions of dollars, mm. hundreds of millions to billions of dollars, and and this was like money chasing for insane growth. Uh, there were many of them were unprofitable companies, but it doesn't bother the VC guys. Right, they, they just say you just continue on generating revenue both. Mm. Uh, many of these companies, you know, they don't see themselves, or at, at least uh, know not to be make, uh, able to make money in the near or even the very distant future. Now it's very very different. Mm. Past year, we're talking about path to profitability, uh, and many of these companies, a lot of the tech companies, you know, are t- saying, oh, you know. They will turn Ibita. What boggles my mind is that, you know, these guys could be losing the tune of hundreds of millions and billions of dollars. And within like two, three quarters, they're already hanging around. Just to me, that of fat in the system. Um, but uh, this turnaround thing is understandable, uh, given mm-hmm. that uh, business are looking to cut costs to, and, uh, to cover the increased expenses due to inflation. You know, so laying off employees yeah. is the easiest mm-hmm. way to, to do it, right? Given that, you know, that the cost, the structure, the the, the, the employee cost structure is very, very high. And uh, high interest rates also affect how much com- company wants to borrow uh, mm-hmm. due to higher cost. Many of these uh, venture capitalists, the PEs, they're actually fueled by, by uh, uh, debt. Yeah. So uh, when they pull back, uh, that is why they also would want to be very, very cautious when it comes to selecting companies that they invest in. Uh, I think that this growth at all costs mm. is not completely dead. In fact, it will come a yeah. euphoria will start to set in. Uh, and yes, it will be back again. 
so I, I think in the meantime, let's just celebrate this sanity in the markets for now that we are actually focusing on profitability. Mm, I like how you talk about it. Um, what do you call that? Return of the sanity or sanity returning back to the markets. But yeah, uh, yeah. speaking of that, uh, let's uh, turn our attention to look at Netflix. It has promised to back and cultivate the Korean or South Korean showrunners and studios behind viral shows like Squid Game and uh, outline how it plans to spend some of that 2.5 billion US dollars it's earmarked for K-drama. Uh, in your opinion, how have K-dramas emerged as a surprise catalyst for Netflix and what is the road ahead then? I, I think uh, even before Squid Game, and Squid Game is uh, phenomenal, it is really phenomenal, right? Uh, yeah. Before Squid Game, uh, they've already seen the numbers in Korea jump up for Netflix. Uh, mm. I, uh, just before Netflix came out, I think Korea has a rule that uh, requires Netflix to report on individual or on the, the country numbers. Mm. And, and there was a new that came out, not for Netflix, but for all Korean companies or for all big uh, companies that are domiciled in, in Korea. Netflix have a domestic uh, uh, business over there. Mm. And you really see the numbers skyrocketing by 100 to 200% uh, led, by, uh, led by subscription. But I believe content played a very, very big part or it, it significantly jumped after Squid Game, and it is uh, and and it's very very obvious. Squid Game was the most watched uh, drama series on Netflix ever, mm. right? Yeah. And they only spent twenty million dollars or twenty one million US dollars to make the whole series, the whole uh, series, and they mm. raked in like close to nine hundred million dollars. So that's wow. quite an impressive ROI. And and I think uh, increasingly gives confidence to pour more money into the Korean. Uh, market and um, they have already like uh, done a lot for the production on the production side there I think uh, this actually increased uh, the number of original content this launching uh, its Korean service in 2015 right mm. uh, the Netflix has led the trend in making Korean more visible uh, they also pay Korean companies up to 10% production for original content uh, flip side, I think the Reliance could really monopolize the global streaming rights to most big budget uh, Korean drama series because uh, you know most of them want to be producing something for for them. As long as they do have good content, that's all that matters. And and I believe that uh, Netflix is also looking across the globe, the interesting uh, geographies or other production markets. Thanks a lot, Terence, for joining us on the show today. And we hope to pick up this conversation next week as well. Uh, that was Terence Wong, CEO of Azure Capital. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.